Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J.Cat Morris, as always, and I'm back with another edition, uh, general standard issue solo show for uh, Wednesday, uh, May 31st. That's what that is. Um, so I decided to, you know, again, just do this question thing. I really enjoy doing that, you know, just putting up some, hey, you know, what do you guys want to hear me talk about? And, uh you know, and then a few other things I have on my mind. So we're going to do that. Uh, first things first, um, before I get into anything else, let me uh, let me bring back an old uh, favorite segment of mine. Uh, you know, it's been a while since I did this, and I, I don't know. I just um, I, I seemingly forgot. I mean, there's no shortage of jerk-offs on this planet, but... Um, Let's uh, bring back Jerk Off of the Week. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. I don't like your Jerk Off name. I don't like your Jerk Off face. I don't like your Jerk Off behavior. And I don't like you, Jerk Off. Fuck you. 
My jerk off of the week is subscription services. Um, this one in in specific, almost like specific, is uh, Jackpack. Um, you know, look, not a bad subscription service as far as the actual service goes. You get samples, you know, uh, pre-workouts, protein, all of that type of shit. Now, all these fucking subscription services, you go on... You can go online and you could sign yourself, your fucking family, your dog, your fucking uncle. You could sign anybody you want up right online. When it comes down to you canceling, well, now you need to call. And that's where shit gets fucked up. Because, I mean, dude, it was at, at the very minimal... Hold on, I think it's about to end. The, the song is about to end, I believe. Fuck you, you fucking fuck. Yeah, so if you want to cancel, you got to call. And I was on hold for legitimately 14 fucking minutes without talking to a human. And then they finally get on the phone and they want to know, you know, oh, well, you know, may I ask your reason for canceling? Hey, you know, at that point, I, I don't have fucking patience or uh, kindness left for you guys. Like, what the fuck, man? Let me fucking come and go as I please and maybe I'll come back. But the fact that you made me fucking jump through hoops and fucking call you and sit on hold for 14 motherfucking minutes ensures that I'll never ever fucking subscribe to your service again. So while there might be a slight amount of people who just stay on with your service, even though they called to cancel because you put them on hold for 14 minutes. Um, I think that pales in comparison to the people that are turned off by the fact that they got to jump through hoops to cancel. And you get an email immediately after that, that says, Hey, Sorry to see you go, but if you want to, uh, you know, uh, resubscribe, just hop over to our website and click subscribe. So it's like, you motherfucker, you, I mean, you guys are just being straight up blatant about it. Like, you might as well have told me on the fucking phone, like, hey, if you want to subscribe again, just go click on the fucking website, motherfucker. I mean, it's just dirtbag shit, man. These companies think they're fucking slick. And it doesn't change anything. The only thing that changes is the chance that I might fucking sign up for that in the future is is dead. You know what I mean? Like, I basically signed up for that service that I had, like, the wad box before that. Because um, rather than buying, like, you know, I went through a whole bunch of different, like, pre-workout supplements and stuff. And, you know, you, you try a bunch of different shit. Well, before I was, like, fucking with those subscriptions, I would just buy a fucking... Uh, you know, container of it. And you hit a couple that you just really, really don't like. And that's a waste of like 30 bucks, 40 bucks, depending on what you, you bought. So, um, you know, it's not as worth it. So if you get one of these subscription boxes and you get a handful of samples every month, eh, you know, maybe you find something you like, you, you can hook up on it. Or while you use your regular stuff, if you hit a lapse, you know, you run out before you order some more and shit, you got a bunch of samples to fall back on. So I like that it's like a fallback as well as testing new things. That way, if I wanted to order one of those things or whatever, but I got enough backup now. I got enough samples and I stay pretty regular on the gym stuff. The, uh, uh, 
JYM supplements, the um, uh, Jim Stepani stuff. I stay pretty regimented on on just that stuff. I think it's the best stuff out, and um, that's that's what I prefer to use pre gym, post gym, all that shit. If you do the post gym, it's got all the aminos in there that you need, so you really don't need to take an amino supplement. Um, it's got all the creatine you need as far as the um, the pre and post combined. It's got all um, you know, it really covers a lot of bases as far as everything you're supposed to do. And, um, I just like the, the combo. So, um, that's, that's what I've been doing anyway. So the other stuff just to fall back. Uh, I did find, uh, an amino supplement that I like for my, um, sorry, we sound to get for my off days. Um, amino thrust is, uh, is one that I got through the, uh, the, you know, the fucking samples. And I just ordered a, a thing of it because I like it. It's a uh, it's pina colada flavor too, which I don't see a lot of supplements that are that flavor, but uh, seemingly it's pretty good, you know, loaded up with all the different types of aminos. So um, yeah, I like that. So in my off days, I'm not getting the aminos from the gym stuff. So I'll just do an amino supplement on those days, whatever. Um, so there's that. Um what else let me see um darcy farmer is the name of a 13 year old girl she's on america's got talent this year apparently which i had no intention to watch at all um but i'm a big big fan of puppets and and that type of thing and um ventriloquists um so she is amazing and Years back, uh, there was a dude, Terry Fader, and he would do the ventriloquist act, but um, with his different puppets, he would sing, and he would nail these fucking impressions, these singing impressions. Without moving your fucking mouth, this dude was belting out all sorts of songs and shit, and he won the whole competition. I think he's got, like, an act in Vegas or something, which I guess cool if you go into Vegas, but, you know, on the other side of things, like, yeah, I'd rather see him pump it out some kind of specials or something that I could watch. But anyway, um, so this girl is she's incredible. Um, I'm definitely gonna have to tune in now, you know, to see her during as uh, as the competition goes on. I think she was just on last night, so it'll probably be a minute before she pops back up to compete again. Um, not uh, not really familiar with the way that you know it breaks down, so yeah. I'll, have to skim it the next couple weeks and see if she shows up if not whatever but uh yeah she's incredible check her out darcy farmer uh like i said young girl and she just man incredible voices coming out without just moving her mouth i mean it's crazy um while i was talking about that um on facebook uh someone brought up jeff dunham jeff dunham is a fucking hack um a lot of people are a fan of this dude but you gotta understand like for me yeah, I'm a huge fan of puppetry and all of that stuff, but I remember when I was 13 years old, this dude was on Comic Strip Live, and I'd sit there with my boy Chuck, and he thought the dude was hilarious. I thought he was all right, but I remember he had that same fucking jalapeno on a stick act. He had the same fucking old man puppet and peanut, and... He would do the same fucking jokes, the same taglines. He was doing the same jalapeno on a stick, you know, that whole shit. That was fucking 
I was 13 years old. I'm 39 years old now. And this fucking dude is out there making millions doing the same fucking thing. He's a hack, man. Like, if he was a comic and he was doing jokes from fucking 20 plus years ago, people would think he's a hack too. But the puppets really draws people in. And he just beats the same shit to death over and over and over and over. And I know a lot of people like it, but it's it's fucking tired and old. It's, it's just not... It's not original anymore. I mean, to do something once is is cool. You know, you can ride that a couple of years in comedy, but you gotta you gotta come up with original fucking content. That shit is that shit is crazy. I mean, even like a Terry Fader, that dude. And granted, you know, um, Jeff Dunham has a couple different voices and a couple different characters, but um, Terry Fader would go from like a like a chick singer with a high voice to like a Frank Sinatra with a different puppet to, to this, to that. Like he went all over the fucking map with it. You know what I mean? His act definitely wasn't limited to just like one type of singer or one type of tone. He was all over the place and, you know, really innovated with it. So, um, yeah, I enjoy that type of stuff. Um, so I'm going to check it out. If you like that type of shit, check her out for sure. Um, now on to the questions, um, or topics, I should say. Oh, I wanted to comment too on, uh, before I get into that, on, uh, Kathy Griffin, man. Like, this shit, here's the thing, um, I think Trump's a horrible president. I don't think he's presidential at all. Um, I think, uh, the dude is just, he's just unprofessional. I, I mean, he talks like a maniac. You know, it just, like, calls terrorists losers and shit like this. Like, it's fucking crazy. But, you know, once you reach the the level of president and stuff like that, um, you know, going overboard and talking about killing motherfuckers or pretending to kill motherfuckers isn't really socially acceptable. The same way it wasn't acceptable when they were, you know, making mock hangings of fucking Obama and stuff, and they were putting dummies and, and pretending to hang this motherfucker. That shit is completely tasteless and, and not cool. You know? So for the same reason, I think that the um, Kathy Griffin thing, she, I mean, she's unfunny. She's fucking hideous. I mean, it, it, there's really not a lot to that broad to begin with. But to do some photo shoot with like a mock beheading of the fucking president, that's that's not cool shit. Again, I mean, it just continues the lineage of her not being fucking funny at all. Um, But, you know, what can you do? Um, Of course, now, because this is this is kind of the stance of the Trump camp is be as offensive as you can, but then get super offended at anything anyone else does. And now. You know, there's like tweets and shit that are going out from this dude saying like, yeah, my, you know, my son thought that was me. Really? Your son legitimately thought Kathy Griffin beheaded you? I mean, come on. Maybe your kid is stupid. I, You know, I don't know what to tell you. This shit is fucking crazy. Again, I think it's offensive as far as, you know, doing that type of thing, portraying on a a president. Um, I think it's, you know, it's tasteless and all that. You know, jokes, jokes are jokes, man. This shit could be funny as hell, but um, don't don't try to tell me your fucking kid actually thought that Kathy Griffin beheaded you. That shit is, that shit is not, that's not legitimate, man. You can't, you can't sell that bullshit to me. Get out of here. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of that. Um, 
Let me see. Um, you know, this, um, let me see. Uh, sorry, I lost my uh, spot here. There we go. Um, John Dahmer posted this before I even asked for topics. He posted, uh, your next show should be about guys not respecting their own size and killing their heat before they even get started. Hashtag Shindy. Now, Dahmer does this a lot with me. And um, although, yeah, I really respect him um, overall. Like, I always respected him as a wrestler. He's got a great mind for the business, everything else. Um, It's just crazy because... I think I get it, you know, for the most part, I think I get, you know, um, what should be done, what shouldn't be done and all that, but I'm not a fucking wrestler. So who the fuck am I to tell anybody how to work? Um, but I mean, I'll definitely speak my opinion on the way I view it as a fan. Um, I think big guys, um, you know, and I talked about this thing with, um, you know, monster Mac doing hurricanas and shit. I, I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's a good looking hurricanas. I think it's just like, you know, the fact that you can do one at all is supposed to be super impressive, but I think you also take away from the fact that you being a big guy at all. Um, I also think guys like um, Nui Tofiga, he, um, he worked a while in CZW and it never fucking worked. Um, I told Masada when I interviewed him that the one person who actually wrestled Tofiga and made him look like a big man was Masada. Masada actually wrestled that match as if, and Masada is probably, you know, one of the very baddest motherfuckers, if not the baddest motherfucker that they ever even put in with Tofiga. And Tofiga would bump all over the place for every fucking buddy. But for Masada, Masada made it as if it was difficult for him to take the big man down. I mean, that's the way that you got to fucking work a match with a big guy, in my opinion. Um, You know, a big guy is obviously going to be a lot more limited in their capabilities to do athletic shit. So their strength is being a big guy that should be hard to take down. You know, I've heard, and you know, uh, don't quote me or, I mean, I guess anyone could, uh, you know, pull out who I'm talking about, but I know somewhere in some interview or something, I had heard somewhere along the line to some big guys that were like, dude, my, my back's not hitting the fucking mat tonight. You know, like that's, that's not something that's, uh, that should be happening every night for those guys, you know? And I mean, that's obviously a pretty big extreme to say like, dude, yeah, he's not falling down during this match. It's it's not going to fucking happen, you know? Um, but, um, it is, it has gotten a little silly with motherfuckers doing, you know, trying to be luchadors and shit like that. And, you know, it, it does look kind of amateur. And then, you know, you have little guys doing big guy moves and, you know, it just kind of evens the playing field and makes everything not mean anything anymore. Um, you know, he, he mentioned Shindy in there too. And I honestly, I gotta be straight. I'm always straight up with everybody here, but I fucking hate Shindy's. I really think if you remove the fucking shindies, everybody who wanted to play wrestler and couldn't make it in something that's actually considered entertaining by most people would have to just go the fuck away and find something else to do. And I would personally enjoy that. Um, 
I know it still means extra little paydays, and I know your handful of people like to still go see a lot of these fucking shindies, man. They bring in like 50 fucking people tops. Like I, I don't see that much value there for it. And I'm just tired of seeing these motherfuckers running around playing wrestlers that are garbage, man. Like straight up trash, like 15, 20 year veterans that are just garbage, but they just work their fucking shindy shows and it's fine. And then they'll tell you and their five friends will back them up that like, no, he's fucking good, man. He's the man, you know. It's just, fuck, man. I get so tired of people just playing wrestler, you know. And that's that's a lot of what is taken away from the business for me. Is um, even beyond the, the physical limitations of people who aren't equipped to be in the ring and just look like shit and work like shit. But the attitudes of people, I think the standard has dropped tremendously as far as, you know, what you're supposed to act like, how you're supposed to carry yourself, how you should even portray yourself on social media when you're trying to sell a product to people. And I think that's just gone away. And to me, it doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? And, you you know, you could... You could fall back and tell me I can't, I don't get it, and I this or whatever, and you should just shut up and watch the product. Well, I'm a grown ass man, and that's not something you're gonna have me do. You know what I mean, you you can get your handful of people that just clap and smile like fucking trained seals, but the the people who actually want entertainment and want the best wrestling they could find, I mean those those are the people who you're um who you should be performing for. I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, if you're not, if you're not capable of working within the realm of entertaining anybody in that crowd, then you probably shouldn't be a wrestler. I mean, if, you know, uh, 20 out of fucking 300 people think you're entertaining, probably, probably not that it's probably not for you. Um, but if that 20 people makes it good enough for you and they'll all be your little keyboard warriors online and you guys can pat each other on the back and rub each other's assholes, then fuck it then. Yeah, play wrestler. Um, all right. Um, where's my other questions? Oh, I noticed uh, P- PWS is still on some bum-ass shit. Uh, apparently, Vader posted on Twitter that Pro Wrestling Syndicate completely booked him without his knowledge against Sabu. And he has no intention on being there at the September show. So um, they uh, haven't fucking stopped doing the type of bullshit that they were up to before. Uh, I I just, I've never respected that dude. Um, You know, I I had him on the show a while back. I thought that they were doing something like unique. um, Because it was almost like half shindy, but then like they put on some pretty big matches you know, in between, they put on some pretty big, like, indie matches, but then they bring in a ton of, like, no names and shit. Like, so, it caught my attention, you know, because they put on a little, a lot of crazy-ass mixtures of, uh, you know, just just the booking that they was put together seemed kind of interesting on the surface. But then when I got closer and I went to a show or two, you really saw just like the rickety production and like straight up dangerous where like fucking wrestlers are almost breaking their ankle in the ring because the ring was fucked up. And then like the entranceway almost fell on a dude and a fucking, you know, the, the guardrail was uh, 
poles with a chain holding it up and like the there's a lady's purse holding the one end of it up. Yeah, I mean, like shit like that. Like if a wrestler hits that loose ass rope, that shit that's being held by a woman's purse is going flying up in the fucking air. You could do simple physics on that. Like, you know, if there's a light ass pole that's sitting there and then a chain attached to it, you know, with a little give, you fucking knock that chain to the floor. That fucking pole is flying up in the fucking air and, uh, you know, free for all, whoever, whoever wants to catch that shit. You know, it, it just seemed like fucking Bush League. And then, you know, I got into it with him and Pat Buck on the air after I criticized the you know, thing. And they, they just act like, you know, complete fags about it. Um, you know, Pat Buck seemingly is running a better uh, uh, thing over there at WrestlePro. Um, I've heard a lot of people who had problems with Tap Out that kind of just, you know, squared up with Pat Buck like everything was all right. So, I mean, maybe he's doing a better thing over there, I, you know. My only problem was, you know, the way that they reacted to my criticism on what was a really fucking rickety product, um, you know. So, um, but, you know, Pat Buck, you know, and then supposedly he stole money or some kind of sh- crazy shit when happened that, that led to the split. So, um, but yeah, if he's still, you know, they're still running, you know, a couple of shows here and there and... uh He's like false booking motherfuckers. Like, come on, man. What kind of shit is this? Um, all right. So up to the other questions. Um, Anthony wants to know, is there anything that could reignite my passion for pro wrestling? I'd have to say no. Um, the thing is, is there's still some really entertaining shit out there. The tide is really turned as far as the attitudes and, you know, the fucking millennial uppity dickheads that'll pretty much tell you you know again like they'll do the furthest extent of what they want to do you know as far away from what you would want as far as your entertainment goes you know where they're like blowing each other in a ring and they're fucking patting each other on the ass on facebook and this and that and then they're going out there and they're having a fucking tear it up match and then tell you that like no that's all that other shit doesn't matter it's just this, like, just pay attention to this part and know your role and this and that. It's like, dude, you motherfuckers, some of you motherfuckers are half my age. You can kiss my ass with that type of shit. I'm not up for it. Um, so the attitude where there's no, there's no standard for shit anymore. You know, you got fucking promoters that are just marks for themselves. Like DJ... DJ on a lot of fronts is a nice guy, but he's just a fucking mark for himself. He he bought his fucking company because he couldn't get anywhere in wrestling without buying a fucking company. Let's be fucking real. DJ Hyde wouldn't be on fucking wrestling cards in 2017 at all. But he bought one of the biggest Northeast companies that, that were out there. So he stayed relevant in the wrestling business. So that's that's one company that's being run. You know, everybody knows my feelings on fucking uh, GCW. Come on, man. The fuck is Danny DeMano? Fucking Brett Lauderdale is a fucking weasel. He's always been a weasel. That dude's been punched by more wrestlers than fucking half the wrestlers in the fucking business. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Uh, it's just, It speaks for itself. And I'm not going to go in time and time again, you know, burying these dudes. It is what it is, man. Like them if you like them, don't if you don't. But I'm not surprised when some shit goes down and there's some slimy shit going on. Because take it from the source, you know what I mean? Take it exactly as you expect it 
And, uh, you know, I mean, take shit at face value. I mean, there's a certain point in your life you should be able to fucking look at shit and know what's coming because it's, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I saw such tremendous shit. You know, I started attending in 2001 and with it pretty much every single month of CZW, I missed a handful of months over uh, at least 12 years, at least before I started like stopping, you know what I mean? And, and not showing up as much. So I saw a lot of bullshit months. I saw a lot of bullshit shows and you know, you would just get beat. You beat a motherfucker to zero every month and you see the, all the great shows and stuff, but yeah, every once in a while you just see it was completely phoned in by, you know, everybody, you know, mostly the booking was just completely phoned in. And it was like, yeah, well, this is an off show and next month's going to be better. Yeah. But dude, like you got to leave work early. You got to buy tickets. You got to drive an hour and a half and shit like this. Like this isn't the WWE. We're just like, ah, oh, we're all stuck this week, next week. Like, you know, there's a bigger investment in that. So as you get older, you start to go, eh, yeah, maybe, maybe every month is not the fucking move, you know? And look, I mean, when I first started going, I had no kids and I would go to the show and I would buy the fucking last show that I went to on VHS because I wanted to see the shit again. And I'd buy another two shows. Maybe it'd be an IWA show. Maybe it'd be, um, you know, I mean, back 2001, uh, maybe it'd be, you know, Jersey Alpha, or maybe it'd be, you know, Japan tape from Mayfield. Um, maybe it'd be a, a old, you know, 2000 era CCW show because I would try to catch up on the stuff that happened before I started going in 2001. So, you know, um, I was steady buying shit, T-shirts out the ass. I was spending a lot of fucking money on that shit. So, you know, I mean, when, when I had my first order, well, that comes down a little bit, but I still managed to spend a good, good amount of money on uh, wrestling, mostly CZW, but definitely spread around. Um, and then, you know, look, man, I got three kids now, you know, and it's just, it's not worth it to me for the most part. Um, for the last 16 years, I've worked six days a week. So consistently for me to go to wrestling shows is I got to leave work early on Saturday to get the fuck out there. And then my day off on Sunday is, you know, I mean, sometimes depending on, you know, the travel and whatever, you know, kind of fucking all tired and shit from being out late. The older I get, the later that fucking (laughs) one o'clock in the morning feels in the morning. But I mean, that, that's not even as big of a deal as, you know, financially. Uh, on top of, like, is the show worth going to, you know, um, for what you invest? And, you know, I'm definitely, I'm not saying, you know, nothing's worth it anymore, this and that, but I've seen so much that it's, a lot of it's just repetition to me. You know, it's just over and over and over. And you really get tired of the bullshit booking. You get tired of the... Um, just, you know, the, the excuses, the, you know, inability to, to put forth the product that, um, you know, is entertaining. And CCW is the thing I was really, really invested in. So that's that's where I kind of laid my, uh, my, my long-term investment, my emotional uh, investment, I guess you'd say. Um, 
So it took me a while to actually detach from that. And last year was just like the clinching fucking blows on on everything because you know I talked to DJ time and time again, and um, you know it's just just a lot of bullshit on top of bullshit. And then what they would deliver you is all sorts of nonsense, and uh, you know I, I don't know. It's just it's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. Um, you know, like they put that uh, who was he? Fucking fifteen years old. That kid in Best of the Best. It's like, well, yeah, what the fuck is this? Oh well, CZW is all about building the future, and you know, he's he's the future of the business, and man, he'll be in the WWE before you know it. So, you know, you you got to use him now. Well, by by the next year. There was complete cutoff ties between this kid and CZW and like a big fucking heat situation and he's working fucking nowhere else. At least nowhere else notable. So come on, man. Come on with that bullshit. And then you go from building talent to giving fucking best of the best away to Florida and getting a smaller crowd than you would in fucking Jersey. It's just just asinine decisions. And you know, insulting the intelligence of your fans. And some fans will just take that shit. And keep it bopping, you know what I mean? Me, I can't have my intelligence insulted, especially to my face, where you're just going to tell me, like, no, no, this is the way it is. And then you watch it, and you would be like, no, it's exactly what I fucking thought it was. Like, get the fuck out of here. You think I'm just going to keep coming back when you lie to me and shit? Like, get the fuck out of here. So, um, there's a lot of that. Um, then, really... One of the final blows just became these fucking online disrespectful fan faggot motherfuckers who, you know, weigh 130 pounds or just just fucking carry 35 pounds of dirt on them all the time and don't have any fucking physical capabilities to back up any of the shit that they say online. They just talk wild fucking shit. And... The thing about me is I'm a grown-ass man with three kids. I can't afford to be running around fighting these fucking kids. And it wouldn't, honestly, the majority of them, it wouldn't be a fight. They would label that shit as an attack. They would label that shit a straight-up attack. And I'm not putting myself over, like, you know, trying to make myself sound badass. But I'm telling you, like, that that one kid, and I'm not even going to mention his name because if shit happened, I don't want to sound premeditated, but... That one kid, man, he talks so much fucking shit on me online, like I'm some kind of clown, and and it is what it is, man. I I got my job, I got my kids, this shit isn't worth it to me, but if I see him, I'm gonna grab him and do some shit. I mean, there's no maybes about it, man. I'm a little bit too fucking advanced and grown to have these little faggots talking shit about me online like like it can't happen. You know what I mean? Like, previous to my kids, man, I was a fucking idiot. Yeah, I lived up north with my boys. Uh, up there and shit and i would just punch motherfuckers in their face you know for an argument and shit like that and i've matured a ton from that and again i'm not just saying yo i'm a bad motherfucker watch out but i don't really like i don't disrespect people to the level that they're disrespecting me online and i'm more physically fit to be disrespecting motherfuckers you know what i mean so to me it just i just got a little too much pride to go and fucking stare these people in the face and not do something about what the fuck they say about me you know what i mean I don't I don't walk around with that shit on my fucking chest. I don't walk around worried about that shit. Because like I said, I train my ass off. I do my motherfucking thing. They, a lot of these people, they're just dirt people. You know, like, just... 
just filthy animals, man. And they go out there and they suck their, these wrestlers' dicks and shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, jumping around, uh, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. It's just not my scene anymore. It, it's just, there's still some things that I find really entertaining, but even the smaller side of actual wrestling itself, like I, just even like the beginning of a fucking match that, you know, the lock up, headlock, shoot off the ropes, fucking drop down, leaf rock, hip toss. I, okay. I've seen this shit 8,000 fucking times. That's why people get on this spot wrestling or whatever. Fuck, man. I want an action flick. That's what I want. I want fast paced. I want hard hitting. I want head drops. I want fucking crazy spots. That's what the fuck is going to entertain me at this point in my life. I don't need slow build. And there's something out there for everybody. Yeah, I mean, some people adore that shit. They love that shit. They love a match that slowly, slowly builds. And uh, hey, man, uh, there's something out there for everybody. And uh, I'm not gonna fucking hate on it and say that that's bullshit wrestling. Right? It's just not gonna entertain me. So yeah, you know I mean, so I don't know. Like I said, it's just repetition. I've seen enough. I don't think anything just brings me back in the way it was. Man, I used to fucking. I used to go to CZW and listen to the fucking theme songs, all the motherfuckers on the card in the ride, in the car on the ride there at a CD burnt with everybody's fucking theme song on. It. And we rocked that shit all the way there and back. We were so fucking hyped to, to, to go to the CZW show. I mean, that, that shit is not in my DNA anymore. So it's it's just, it's not the same. It's never going to be the same. And, um, you know, part of it is just, aging maturing and stuff like that and then some of it is just you know the product and the insulting of the intelligence and this shit is just isn't cool to me anymore so i mean that's uh i guess the the long version of the answer to the question because is there anything to reunite reignite my passion for pro wrestling but that's that's what it was um uh, kid osborne wants to know how the movie cool runnings is underrated i didn't like the fucking movie so i i think that's that's basically a joke question uh maybe he's really into that movie and i mean good for him um speaking of kid osborne man i saw a picture of kid osborne standing across the ring from frankie picard frankie picard is the fattest motherfucking student i have i mean this what the fuck is going on i've been said the dude looks like he's just like he's training for cookouts yeah, I mean, he looks like he just shows up challenging everybody's uncle, like, yo, I'm going to eat you under the fucking table today. Like, fuck that shit, man. Where the motherfucking ribs at, man? I got dibs on the first rack comes off that motherfucking grill. That's what he's built like. Every time I see him, it looks like he's built for the fucking wing bowl or some shit. I don't understand what the fuck that dude's up to. They put the wired title on this fucking guy. For a month, you know, they traded him and Strickland, and then they put him on CCW shows. Another dumbass idea. Look at this fucking guy. He looks like he could fucking. He when I saw like I scrolled and I just saw like the body next to fucking uh um Kid Osborne and shit. And I thought like did, did they bring in Congo Kong or some shit? And then I click on the picture. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. Fucking Frankie Picard. Look at this fucking guy. Just, uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just fucking crazy. Joey gained all sorts of weight. 
DJ said on the Hot Tag podcast that Jimmy Lloyd is the next Joey Janela. I got fucking news for you. Joey Janela looked like he's trying to be the next Jimmy Lloyd with that fucking body. It's just crazy, man. Joey has uh, insane amount of potential. He's such an entertaining dude. He's great in the fucking ring. All of this, I had no idea what the fuck, why there's no attention to detail as far as caring about his presentation. I, I just don't understand it. I don't have the ability to understand that shit. That like why that to him it just doesn't matter. It just that's not even part of what he does. It's it's fucking crazy. I I don't uh um Phil wants to know my thoughts on the TOS this weekend in terms of the card and can I do an aside on Brett for hilarity's sake. I'm not going in on Brett again. I've done it enough times and I don't just do shit to do shit that way. Um you know, you want to go back in the archives, re-listen to, I'm sure there's shows I went the fuck in on that dude. But, look, man, it is what it is with him. Um, as far as TOS and the card and all of that, man, we talked about that on Sunday. Me and Shaheen really went over that card match by match and everything. It looks like a dynamite fucking lineup. That's all I really got to say. Because, like I said, you go back on Sunday and we really, you know, ran down that card and everything. Because that's the thing about me is, um, I'm always going to be honest, regardless of whether I like the management, whether I don't like the management and shit, I give credit where credit is due. They put on a fantastic show. I'll be the one telling you they put on a fantastic show. I'm not, I'm not a dude that's, that's, uh, you know, biased in that way where I'm just going to shit on it to shit on it. That's what a lot of people should fucking realize about me and maybe take it as value because I'm the most honest motherfucker that you'll ever meet. You know, I'm not, I'm not a dude that's going to put something over to put it over. And I'm not a guy that's going to shit on it to shit on it. So, um, I'm hoping TOS is great. So, um, that's Saturday. Um, do I, now these questions here, uh, these are from, um, Lou, who is like the fucking question fucking champion of uh, Yakuza Kick Radio. When I ask for questions, this motherfucker brings an arsenal out. You know what I mean? He he is the go-to motherfucking question-writing machine out this motherfucker. So this is more or less like the, the Lou segment of the show right here. This, this is going to be the majority of the rest of this show is, is this. So uh, question one. When does deathmatch wrestling go too far and is there any time you can remember when it did? Well, the first thing that I, I always point out is the box cutter situation with uh, IWA Deep South. That's not wrestling. You know, when, when the spider kid or the John Rare kid stabbed the other fucking kid, I don't remember which was which and who stabbed who. I don't really give a shit about either one of those two. Um, I don't think either one of them are good wrestlers. Um, I think they're crazy, and that's, I guess, good enough just to be a deathmatch wrestler to some feds. I mean, there's CCW won't book those guys. Ian won't book those guys. And that, to me, I, I respect those owners for, you know, doing the right thing and having a little bit of pride about what the fuck goes on in their rings. You know, when they, when they fucking stab a guy with the fucking... 
box cutter and, and then the owner the fucking half a clan member owner is skipping around going let's see czw top that shit like get the fuck out dude the fuck is wrong with you um so there, there's that type of stuff is definitely too far um there's some shit man like those fucking like they're starting with those scissor boards now that shit is that's that's too much man anything that like impales into motherfucker's skin where you have to pull like far to get shit all the way out like that that's a little much i saw these um i don't know how they're going to be used i guess we'll find out you know come saturday but they have those bird spikes on a board you know the shit that like uh they put on top of like signs of like shop right so the pigeons and shit don't land on them like these long ass spikes and they kind of crisscross and head up at like a diagonal and uh, they have those on a board. I mean, if those go all the way in, somebody, that's a little fucking much, man. You could puncture organs with that shit. Not really interested in motherfuckers puncturing uh, puncturing organs. That's that's not my form of entertainment. You know, the thing to me, um, and, and again, everyone's different, and I've seen this. Um, the thing with me that, that draws me into deathmatch wrestling isn't the blood. It's really not. Um a lot of time it's the impact. A lot of times it's the um, just the aura or the spectacle of something. You know what I mean? So like, you know, like a the fucking you know body slams that fucking um, Masada was hitting. Uh, I think he was hitting Vortex with it. I, I think he was also hitting Thumbtack Jack with it. He just had like a pile of fucking cinder blocks, like like rubble. It was like. It wasn't like stacked flat. It was like fucking rubble. And he just kept scoop slamming the motherfucker on that. Like that shit looked brutal as fuck. And, you know, like that shit I like. Um, You know, the the explosion of a fucking bundle of light tubes. Yeah, I mean, that shit is dope to me. Um, You know, height bumps are fucking suspenseful and crazy. Um, You know, just different cool ass moves in the shit. You know, different types of suplexes. You know, I even get tired of just like the Irish whip into fill in the blank in the corner. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's some shit you've seen a bunch of times. But I like like the cool, innovative, different shit. I like the impact. You know what I mean? So to me, that's what does it for me. Some people, it's just blood. And that's why, you know, motherfuckers are taking like a like a chair shot and the other guy's blading to his fucking skull. And bleeding buckets, you know what I mean? Because some people are just feeding off that blood. They're screaming, we want blood and all that. Eh. You know, like, I'm fine with the blood. Uh, I'm not, like, against it or anything like that. But it it doesn't, like, pop me to see a guy bloody as fuck. It's just like, all right, you know, there you go. Um, and as far as, uh, you know, go too far with Deathmatch Wrestling... Like I said, uh, you know, some of these, these deep, deep things are a little fucking too much to me. Um, what else? I thought there was something else I had in mind when I, I heard that question. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. You know, I, I legitimately don't want to see people like fucked up, like really, really hurt. Like, you want to see people get through it, you know, get cut up, whatever the fucking case is, but you really don't want to see a motherfucker's like, 
you know, brain hanging out in a fucking match. At least I don't. I mean, I know a lot of people fucking do. You know, you see a lot of these fucking blood mark dickheads that are just like, yeah, fucking somebody's supposed to cut their finger off. It's fucking awesome. Like, that's not awesome, dude. What the fuck? There's some kind of shit going on with you. You should probably get help for that. You know? Um, let me see. Uh, question two. Do you think there's it'll get to a point where comic book films are going to die out? And are we reaching that point? I don't think so. I think we've really hit the height of that shit. And it's they're still making crazy box office numbers as far as I could see. Um, I can't, like, it became overwhelming for me. Like, I would label myself as someone who likes comic book movies. And I'm probably, like, 25 comic book movies behind. So, um, I'd say I'd rank as a horrible watcher of comic book movies. Although amongst the type of movies that I, I would watch. I, like, I don't really like horror movies and shit. Um, but I like, like, Spider-Man and Batman type shit. But I haven't seen, like, pretty much any of that Marvel shit. Um, that Marvel Universe fucking 8,000 movie trilogy. Like, you just lose track of it. Now, like, I gotta go catch up on everything. I think one of the biggest problems I'm having is I was never a big Iron Man fan and I've heard the movies are great, but I've never really got into it, you know, like just Iron Man as a character. So I got to just like force myself into those movies. And then, and I never liked Captain America either. Um, and I like those two were like a real big staple of the shit that's going on. You know what I mean? Like I like Hulk, I like fucking Spider-Man shit like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I got to kind of force myself into the uh, Marvel universe, as it were. Um, speaking of fucking superhero shit, Gotham is the fucking best show I've ever seen. I fucking love that show. Um, I don't know if this is a spoiler. You should have watched this shit. But um, uh, this past week's episode was fucking probably the best episode ever. And... Next week is going to be the two-hour season finale, which is just going to be fucking bananas, man. You know, fucking Jim Gordon gets the fucking Tetch virus. The fucking Tetch virus gets released on fucking Gotham. The leader of the fucking, uh, the, the Court of Owls got fucking killed. Uh, Bruce's office fucking rocker. Fish Mooney's back. Like, what the fuck? Yo, shit is jumping off, man. Like, you just... You got to fucking see that shit. Like, I had to tell uh, my tattoo guy, like, a million times, like, yo, you didn't see this shit? And he act like, yeah, he really wanted to see it. I'd stop bringing it up if he wasn't into it, whatever. You know what I mean, but he'd be like, yo, that sounds dope. And then the next time I see him, he'd be like, you watch that shit yet? He'd be like, nah. So finally, I got him to watch it. And now he's all the fuck about it. Um, Gotham's a great, great fucking show, man. It's so dark and the fucking twists and turns that go on. I guess if, like, you're a deep, deep down, you know, comic book aficionado, you might hate the show because I don't think it follows the, uh, you know, the storyline of of Batman's history and all that shit. But, man, this shit has me hooked the fuck in. I think it's so well done. The acting is great. The fucking twists and turns and plot lines and stories and just fucking awesome. Um, it's... Uh, renewed for season four too so we're gonna get the season two hour season finale next week 
and then you're know, gonna have to wait till fucking September or something. But um, yeah, I, I'm fucking really, really happy with this show. Um, uh, what what else? Um, let me get back to these questions. All right. Uh, question three. Uh, I know your thoughts on hunting for sport and or game, and that you dislike both. Do you believe in vegetarian lifestyle? And what animal welfare groups do you support? Well, um, I respect vegetarians, vegans, all of that shit. Um, I've never been able to do it myself. Um, I, I, I've never tried either. But, I, you know, I, I've just grown accustomed, you know, as I've lived to meat. Um, I, I have a hard time um, putting myself in the mind state that um, if, I don't eat meat. It makes it better. Um, I, I think this exact same amount of animals die, whether I buy, you know, a pack of ground beef tonight or not. Um, I guess if enough people did that, sales would go down, less animals would die. But by what percentage? I think animals are going to die needlessly with things going into dumpsters more so for a lot longer before the actual production slows down. Um, it's just something I've always done. I, I'm not really up for the lifestyle change. I couldn't, I got to kind of just disconnect myself from it. You know what I mean? Obviously I know, you know, cows and chicken and, uh, you know, pork and turkey and that type of stuff. Yeah, obviously you know where it comes from, but, um, I just try to disconnect myself from it. I definitely couldn't be like closer to it where it's like, you know, I was living on a farm and raising the stuff that I was eating and I, I couldn't go through all that, that, that couldn't happen. Um, I don't want to see any of these animals dying. You know, there's some, uh, you know, vegetarians, vegans that get on some wild shit and start posting crazy videos. And those motherfuckers are blocked immediately because I don't need you fucking, you know, putting fucked up shit in my head just for the sake of doing it because you just, you made the decision. That's not, I don't like people who preach anything, honestly. Um, this is, you know, like this shit with my show is just my opinion and shit. I'm not running around fucking, you know, jumping in front of people while they're eating, trying to tell them some shit. Um, so that, I mean, that's, that's kind of it. As far as animal welfare groups, like where I work is, is, animal welfare um for sure you know we save lives uh we're a sanctuary for animals um you know we have tigers lions all came from abuse situations um from you know bad situations and rescued from all over the country um you know i as far as being you know outwardly supporting and you know contributing to there's not really much i do in that aspect that i work six days a week with animals that's uh kind of my contribution obviously it's for money as well it's clearly not rolling in dough but um i do quite a bit to help um help animals i um i encourage anybody that has the ability financially or, or otherwise to contribute to you know any animal organizations um you know make sure you get the right ones you know, there's some that are pretty much scam artists. There's a lot of bad stuff that goes on. Just kind of, you know, do your homework. Look up the pros and cons to each organization you support. 
um, and, and see if there is some negative things on there and do some research to see the validity of that because people will talk shit about anybody. Um, you know, we have people that are horrible, horrible pet owners and they apply for an animal, they get turned down and then they go on a campaign online saying what pieces of shit we are. So you really got to look into, you know, even the negative comments to know the validity of it and, um, you know, see, see what you're really dealing with. Um, animals really need some people to stick up for them. I mean, it's just, we overpopulate this earth and then continue to point out what a population problem the animals are. We do nothing to control our own population. Um, and we just keep taking more of their space and then saying, you know, well, we got to get rid of this cause that's in the way. Oh, the, the deer, there's way too many deer. We got to really thin that out. We just built another 12 roads in this town and we knocked down, never mind how many trees we knocked down, but sure is a lot of deer on the road. Like, come on guys. I mean, we're creating this and then turn around and inflict it on their species, which is, you know, to me, it's, it's uncalled for. And, um, you know, I mean, we are the most dominant species. We're the most dangerous animal on the planet. I mean, that, that's always going to be that way. But our intelligence puts everything else in danger, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's uh, I guess, all I could say about that. I mean, there, there's so many things in danger. You could pretty much pick your favorite animal and look up on how to help them from a small level of, uh, you know, if you're really into fucking hamsters, look up fucking hamster rescue because there's hamsters that are losing their homes all the fucking time for someone who buys a hamster. And then two months later, they're bored with it. And now there's fucking hamsters everywhere. I mean, we had just like, I think, eight in our shelter the other couple weeks ago. You know, we found rescue for some. And, and I mean, it's just, you know, rabbits and ferrets and cats obviously cats and dogs just at alarming fucking numbers are dying in the hundreds of thousands every day like this shit is fucking crazy um and then you look at the wildlife you know you look at you know gorillas and tigers and i mean all sorts of shit um you can really look up anything you're into um there was a a pig that we saved my uh my job, the organization saved, um, from, there was a, it was like a petting zoo. It was a county run petting zoo. So they were being funded by the county and, uh, or possibly state, I, I, you know, excuse me for being a little, uh, off on the details. Of that. But, um, and they would bring people in, they'd, they'd rake in money by families coming in to pet the animals and get attached to them. And, you know, they had all their, their favorites and stuff when they were unable to breed, they came to an age where they were unable to breed or sterile or something like that. They would just sell these animals to a market to go get slaughtered. So, you know, they would be treated like everyone's favorite pet and, you know, Hey, come by pet Elmo and this and that. And, uh, Elmo was a big, big giant pig. And, um, Elmo was set to just head off the fucking slaughter after, you know, hundreds of families met him and pet him and, loved him and took pictures with him and all of that shit. And he was just set off to, to go get slaughtered. And, uh, they were able to swoop in. They were able to cause enough, uh, you know, public outrage around the situation that, uh, you know, we were actually able to take him ourselves. He's, uh, living the rest of his life out in our Tinton Falls branch. They have a big area out back. 
and um, he's able to just occupy that area and just do his thing and, and not have to worry about being slaughtered ever. But, um, you know, there's places like that and, you know, just the, just a matter of getting the word out there and doing some outreach and you could even do the, do the legwork and, you know, contact sanctuaries and find places for, cause like that place is willing to put these animals into sanctuaries or places where they don't need to be slaughtered, but they're not going to do the legwork. The easy thing to do is to call and sell them at market and be done with it. But if someone else does the legwork and kind of sets up the, you know, the steps to get these guys off in the right direction, then, you know, it's life saved. I mean, there's, there's so many different directions you could take to really help animals when it gets right down to it, man, I could do a fucking eight hour show on this because, uh, it's crazy. Um, and which brings me to the next question, which is what are your thoughts on the proper lack of animal welfare in countries outside of the U S you know, the UN dog festival overpopulation in countries where neutering is in practice, overall abuse. Can you name any groups, uh, you'd recommend to help put a stop to this? Um, I don't know specifically. I know there's a lot of petitions and stuff you could sign that helps get the legislation involved and, um, you know, helps different people intervene in these situations. Um, you know, if you subscribe to the humane news, it's uh, a magazine that, uh, like a newsletter magazine that, that my, uh, place of work puts out. Um, they send a lot of things there and the different people to contact and legislators and, um, you know, people to write to and, and, and do that type of thing to try to stop some of this stuff. But this is what I'm talking about. Um, there is, you know, such cruelty that goes on even within this country. It is just unspeakable. And, um, you know, when it comes down to what they're doing in some of the other countries, it's it's disgusting. And, you know, there's there's species that are just being wiped off the map due to the savagery and um, you know, lack of compassion for what actually goes on as far as these animals' lives or even existence as a species. It, it doesn't hold any value to some of the people in the indigenous countries where they live. So it's it's fucking crazy. And and again, I mean, if you just do a little research on exactly what you're looking to stop, what you're looking to try to make a difference to, don't just send your money just you know somewhere and anywhere. But, you know, figure out, you know, the different people you could write to and maybe get involved and, um, you know, and, and, you know, you know, sign some petitions and shit. That shit doesn't cost money. Try to do that type of thing. Find out the organizations that are looking to really spearhead these different things. Some things, unfortunately, are just so untouchable. I mean, even the animal abuse in the States, the laws on it, it's like a slap on the hand. For the most part, a dog or a cat is treated like property. So they'll give you a fine and maybe put a value on the animal, which isn't much. And, and you, you know, it's, it's almost like a, like a vandalizing, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, murdering an animal. If, if you, you know, you kill something, it's such a lesser, lesser charge. I mean, I don't expect people to be, um, you know, put the lethal injection or anything like that. Although, you know, I'd love to make a case for it sometimes, but, um, you know, I mean, there's people that you know, are pouring acid on dogs and stuff like that and wind up community service, you know, and they're still allowed to own another animal. So, 
I, I mean, there, there are so many levels to the abuse that goes on, and I see so much of it that comes through my job because that's what we deal with. And um, it's very, very difficult. It really, really is. Um, you can only do so much, but, I mean, anything you do is better than nothing, you know, um, even on a low level. You know, you know a fucking friend who does some shit and, you know, he's fighting dogs or he's breeding his dog, you know, get him to stop that shit. You know, get get the animal out of that situation. We don't need fucking backyard breeders. It just creates a higher population, which, uh, you know, increases the euthanasia, which increases cruelty, because when there's an excess of something, people have less respect for it. Um, you know, and it's just it's just commonplace. You know, we have um, an animal control officer at, at where I work, and, you know, I've been there for 16 years, so I've seen quite a few animal control officers come and go, but um, the one that we have now, she's just amazing. I mean, she does such over-the-top work for making um, communities get active in spaying and release programs for the feral cats that the population has dropped so much and it wasn't just by euthanasia. A lot of shelters, they just round up these cats, euthanize them, go back to the same area the next year, round up cats, euthanize them, go back to the same area next year because you never get them all. You never stop the overpopulation. And it's just a never-ending cycle. If you get heavily involved with the people that do like the cats to, to fix, to trap them, fix them, and release them, the feral cats that can't be adopted, Get the adoptable cats into shelters. Try to get them in homes. But the ones that can't be adopted, talk to the people of the community and get them to fix and, and release them. So that animal is not going to make more animals. And, you know, when it goes on and on, and the, the more diligent you are about that, the less likely the overpopulation problem is going to continue in your area. And it really takes that type of animal control officer to make a world of difference for that amount of animals. You know what I mean? So some people, just like anywhere else, they just punch in and punch out. You know, there's not going to be a going that extra mile. There's not going to be that trying to make a difference. There's just going to be a doing the bare minimum punching out. I mean, and this a lot of these jobs and a lot of these places and businesses. That's all they require. I mean, you can't just like any job. You really can't. Uh, I mean, you can reward someone for going above and beyond. But you can't really demand that they go above and beyond. The job is the job. So it's, uh, you know, it's a very difficult thing. It's a never-ending cycle. And the least you could do is just be a small part of the solution rather than, you know, contributing to the problem or, or turning a blind eye to stuff that goes on in front of you that's, um, you know, out of line and could potentially create a way bigger problem. So, uh if, if you're not into animals, that was a terrible portion of the show. Um, do I miss Battlefrog? Well, yes. However, I'm hoping that Bonefrog is going to fill the void that Battlefrog uh, left. Battlefrog ceased operations last year, but I don't really know the full... Um, um, connection between bone frog and battle frog there has to be one and just looking it up that it doesn't they don't label themselves like you know even when battle frog went under they didn't say hey but check out bone frog they're just like we're all done that's it 
we took a financial fucking blow. We couldn't recover from this and that. And, um, yeah, we're, we're fucking done. We're canceling all races of 2017. Belly up. Done. So, you know, if they were connected, connected with Bonefrog, they would have just said, but check out our sister company or whatever the fuck, Bonefrog. Uh, Battlefrog was one of the was the only or one of the only races that uh, was designed by Navy SEALs, and Bonefrog is designed by Navy SEALs. So, um, and that's where the frog name comes from, the Frogman. So, um, they uh, Bonefrog still existed when Battlefrog existed. So this isn't like a new thing that's popped up since. It existed at the same time. I just never got a chance to race one of their races because I was busy with Battle Frog and Spartan races and Tough Mudders and the different things I've been doing. So my next race up is actually the Bone Frog race, and it's in English Town, which is a place I'm very familiar with. And uh, it's an early one, and it's going to be like a 14-mile, like a, a big motherfucker, because they have a lot of different options as far as their course length, and I took the biggest one they got. And I'm going to go at that. The metal's fucking sweet. Um, so uh, that that's next up for me. And I'm hoping that uh, Bonefrog will fill the void that Battlefrog left. Uh, it was probably my favorite race, um, even though I would say that Spartan is still the most challenging race, is, is the biggest and best. Tough Mudder has the best innovation as far as obstacles and continue to switching things up. And they do kind of just like weird shit to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, so for different reasons, I like all the different races, but I did really like the, the combination of a uh, variety of obstacles, um, variation of difficulty. It really left a lot of flexibility for you to challenge yourself and figure out if you were going to go for, you know, um, you know, on your time or your distance or like it really, really left it open for you to push yourself in, in various different avenues. So I really like Battlefrog. And another big Battlefrog staple is actually part of Bonefrog. And that is Coach Payne. Coach Payne, if you look him up online, uh, he's one of the most motivational fucking personal trainers you'll ever see. He posts a lot of videos on the different stuff that he does. That fucking guy is serious as shit. And, um, you know, the most motivational guy you'll ever hear talk before a race. He gets real, man. It's not just catchphrases. He tells you real shit. And, uh, physically he knows how to push people. He's not his theory is not all about just like pushing the most weight and, you know, lifting the most shit. He's, he fucking, he goes outside the box. You know, he really, uh, pushes you in different directions and he blows motherfuckers up out there with his training, man. He, he, he puts motherfuckers through some shit. So, um, that's something I'm really looking forward to seeing coach Payne again, doing his thing. Cause he's the one opening those races. So, uh, yeah. Um, what did I think of the trailer to Mondo's movie? I know you're not a movie guy, but the Mondo trailer looked pretty sweet. Didn't see it, um, but Mondo's doing his thing. Uh, he's really put in a tremendous amount of work to the movie making side of things, and uh, you know I'm really happy to see that. You know the guy pursued something outside of wrestling. Uh, he he went at it a hundred percent, and uh, you know I mean it's it's. Uh, Payne, it's 
don't even want to say dividends because it's not like the dude's rolling the fucking money over it. But um, he seems to be doing things the way he wants to do it and succeeding in doing it. So, you know, I wish him, uh, you know, great success. And, uh, you know, just keep doing what the fuck he loves doing. So it's really cool. And to see, you know, wrestling, ultra-violent wrestling portrayed in a, you know, in a film the way he did, I think that's pretty cool. So, um, uh, what is my thoughts on them shutting down a burrito restaurant in Portland, Oregon, because it was culturally inappropriate that it was owned by white business owners? Well, uh, I only barely heard about this. I heard something that they were labeling it as like authentic Mexican and I think the guy, like, went to Mexico and got recipes and then was doing his fucking thing. Um, look, I, I don't know. Um, I don't I don't even know how we shut down. I, I don't really understand. Um, I mean, sometimes, you know, you walk into a pizza joint and at first glance it looks like it's full of Italian people. And then you get up to the counter and realize that they're all Mexican. I mean, it's a little startling. It's like, dude, I, mean, I thought the Italians made the pizza over here. Okay, yeah, fine. And a lot of times it's great pizza. It doesn't really make a difference when it comes down to it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it really depends on the area it's in. I mean, uh, any community could kind of turn its back on a business and the shit's going to go belly up. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really know the circumstances where it was shut down. Uh, I just, I, I didn't think it was illegal to serve tacos as a white person or burritos or whatever. Uh I got a joint over here, Bubba Coos burritos, and uh, they're just like all like white hippie weed heads, and they're all really, really nice. Banging ass burritos, but like you, like you go there and you order, and they're like excited about your order and shit. <laughs> You're like, uh, you know, what kind of beans you want? Eh, hey, let me get both. All oh, right, man. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. We were just as happy last week. This is fucking crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's refreshing to see them. So I don't know if they're giving them weed before they get in there or something. But, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I really can't speak too much to it because it's uh, foreign to me, so to speak. Uh, yeah, um, I think that's pretty much all I got. Uh, oh, he, he said uh, most important question, which I'm going to be very disappointing on. Uh, do you prefer nine-armed or ten-armed Def Leopard? Uh, well, to be honest, I was never the biggest Def Leppard fan. Not that I specifically disliked them, but it just wasn't one of the bands that I heavily followed. I think all of my favorite Def Leppard, Def Leppard songs were by nine armed Def Leppard. Um, I always remember being a one armed drummer, so I'm guessing let's go with nine armed Def Leppard. I didn't know there was a ten armed Def Leppard, to be honest with you. Uh, so yeah. That's uh, pretty much all I got for the show. Um, I said, thanks for the questions. Uh, I really, really appreciate that. It allowed me to really, you know, put in a good fucking hour, hour and a half of the show. Uh, definitely check out the Sunday show that I'm doing with Shaheen. The shit's really starting to pick up steam. I'm really enjoying doing it. You know, we're really able to go in and chop up some stuff about uh, indie wrestling and the different things that are going on. He's still attending shows. He's going to attend TOS, so we'll have a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about with that. And then, uh, you know, TODs the week following, I think he's going to that. I don't know. Um, but, you know, we're going to get into 
you know, everything leading up to that. Uh, he actually did a show tonight. Him and Boxman did a show tonight. And uh, they had fucking Masada and Schlack and Tremont and G-Raver all on the fucking show tonight. So definitely check out the Hot Tag Podcast. That's uh, that's a definite. Um, check out the Sports Den. They're talking about all sorts of shit, I'm sure. Um, speaking of, Tiger Woods got arrested looking like a straight-up bum. Um, I don't give a fuck who wants to be sensitive about this shit and like, can we stop with the Tiger Woods memes right now? Fuck you, man. This dude, fucking three in the morning or some shit, looking all fucked up. And uh, the initial thing was they said that he he, uh, refused to take a a breathalyzer. And then like a day later or something, they said, oh, he blew a 0.0 on a breathalyzer, wasn't drunk and shit. But he said the medication he took had an adverse reaction. Motherfucker, it was three in the morning. You were fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what on, but you were fucked up. They found him, I guess, sleeping in the car and shit on the side of the road. Like, come on, man. And the dude looked, the dude looked like he ain't played golf in 15 years. <laughs> dude looked embarrassing as a motherfucker. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Look, these motherfuckers make millions upon millions upon... Dude, dude, probably is close to a billionaire. I don't give a fuck what you do. If you fucking slip up, motherfuckers are going to eat you alive and you earn that shit. Um, the same way you ain't, you earned your fame for your success is the same way you earn fucking a, a verbal beating if you fuck up. And especially when... You have enough money to be chauffeured around every fucking minute of your goddamn life. You never have to fucking drive a car. If you want to fucking drive a car, have at it. You have enough fucking money to to have a fucking uh, a track in your in your yard. To drive a fucking car around the track if you want to just drive and shit. But as far as getting places and doing shit, man, you got fucking money upon money to have people get you to wherever you want to go. Or bring this shit to you. So if you fuck up and you're out there driving, you get caught up with that dumb shit, or you get caught out there with a gun, or you fucking drunk here, or you're drunk there, that's on you, motherfucker. We're gonna laugh at you. That's it. Um, what else? Uh, the, the, speaking of uh, sports, tomorrow the NBA Finals begins. LeBron James up against Stephanie Curry. And the Golden State Warriors, uh, I am team fucking Braun all day long, man. Especially these fucking ESPN cocksuckers. They go on and on about how great LeBron is. And then when they get down to these finals, they're like, here's 10 reasons why LeBron can't win this year. It's like, can't win, motherfucker. That's a brave-ass statement to say about fucking King James out this bitch. So tomorrow night, I will be rocking the motherfucking Cavs jersey. And it's fucking, it's, the NBA season starts tomorrow, goddammit. I haven't watched a motherfucking basketball game all goddamn year. And as it turns out, it doesn't fucking matter. Three years in a row, same finals. Tune the fuck into the finals, and we get to see where the fuck it matters. Now, you see a fucking banging ass series. And uh, it's going to be great. I can't stand the fucking Warriors. And, um, that's it. Go motherfucking Cavs.
keep these motherfuckers talking. These motherfuckers got their Jordan card out. They're ready to throw it on the table, man. Just keep them fucking talking. I know LeBron keeps motherfuckers comparing him to people who stood alone as being called the best ever for a long fucking time. So he's got to be doing something right. Motherfucker isn't even done playing, and they can't stop comparing him. So I think when it's all said and done, LeBron is going to be the greatest of all time. Um, I never liked Michael Jordan, but I also think the level of competition now is is much, much higher. So uh, that's just me. And I think a lot of the teams LeBron has played with, you can say what you want about the Heat team, man, but... There's some stacked-ass fucking Celtic teams. There was a lot of stacked-ass teams, and Jordan played with stacked-ass fucking teams, man. Say what you want to say, but a lot of those fucking teams were lights out. So it is what it is. It's one of those never-ending arguments, and um, I generally stay out of conversations with motherfuckers who want to argue that type of shit. It's not my gig. Um, but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, these... Uh, these finals let me see where's my fucking outro it's the where's my outro segment that's right the where's my outro segment brought to you by where's my fucking outro it's uh it's on this list it's just a big ass list you just gotta scroll up and down. Here it is. So check me out on Sunday with Shaheen. Check me out next week talking some kind of shit here. I'll probably ask you motherfuckers for questions. I appreciate it. Talk to you later. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Make my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! So say good night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.